0: Hello, cyber friends. This is Chatting Cyber and I'm your host, Mark Schein. This podcast focuses on how companies can help qualify and quantify the cost of a data breach. Chatting Cyber features some of the most well-respected privacy and cyber experts in the world. Join the conversation with business leaders, government agencies, and cyber experts to learn more about how and why they got into this ever-changing field that we call cyber risk. Hello, Cyber Colleagues, I'm Mark Schein, National Co-Chair of the Cyber Center of Excellence here at Marsh McLennan Agency. And today we have a true cyber celebrity with us, Nadav Aaron Naum uh, from Armour. Uh Nadav, thank you for joining. Yeah, it's great
1: to be here, thank you.
0: So Nadav, um, you know, you are our first guest since we have done this podcast coming from Israel. And my first question, is how is it developing one of the premier cybersecurity startups in Israel versus what we typically talk to American entrepreneurs?
1: Mm. Um, so as you know, Israel is attacked 24 It's constantly being bombarded by um, so many um, countries that are trying to attack us, a friendlier foe, yeah? Uh, and we develop a lot of skills when it comes to technology coming out of the military. So all of us uh, citizens in the end are trained in the military and all the information and all the training that we have and the technology is actually coming from the military point of view, which we pivoted to the civilian life. Um, I think the difference in technology Israel compared to the US is that um, we are thinking a little bit more outside the box. We are a bit more creative, I think. Again, again, I'm not, I'm not generalizing anything, but we are, we are trying to be as creative as possible with the means that we have, um, and I think that this is something that is very unique um, when it comes to our abilities with uh, cyber technologies, at least.
0: So, when we think about some of the threats today, do you feel like the threats that uh, uh, Israel or Israeli businesses face are similar to the threats that U.S. businesses face?
1: Definitely. I mean, threats are threats. Yeah, it depends if it's uh, if if the the entity that is attacking is the country or it's uh, or it's another business with you know funds in order to attack to gain, gain, to gain information. I think it's it's similar. Most of the attacks we see today are ransomware attacks, where basically companies are trying to uh, get money. Um, this is this is this is their goal. The true uh, attacks that that are um, interesting are the attacks that are basically having the uh, malicious entity within the company for a long, long time. Basically, studying their their moves, studying their intelligence behind the company, and trying to really get them from the inside without them knowing.
0: Sure. Yeah. So, so, so you know. Before we go into kind of the heart of the podcast, my first question is, how would you get involved with cybersecurity in the first place?
1: So ever since I remember myself, I was um, destroying my father's computer, fixing it back <laughs> again. I was like literally five, six. Um, and it was crazy times. I didn't even know what I'm doing. But I just learned little by little, um, reading a lot, just trying and so and in the end, somehow, I just got into offensive security. So uh, stealing data, manipulating data, exploitations, uh, snooping around, to be honest. <laughs> it was very interesting for me, and I just grew from there. Sure, sure.
0: So when we look at some of the controls that companies are lacking with respect to cybersecurity, in your opinion, you know, what are some of the key controls businesses uh, perhaps should be contemplating?
1: So. Um, there's a big um, blind spot when it comes to businesses um, seeing their infrastructure from the outside in. So they're usually looking from the inside out, doing internal assessments, you know, doing some PTs here and there on specific applications, but they're forgetting about the other point of view, and that is the external point of view, How how a criminal or a hacker or someone with malicious intent looks from the outside in. Um, so this is something that a lot of the uh, different industries, industries are, are missing. And the second is the second big thing I think is automation. So um, yeah. they, they use a lot of manpower and less of automations in order to basically uh, get information very fast, analyze it and get decisions quickly when it comes to
0: cybersecurity. Sure. So, so, Nadav, you know, we've been out of the office now for about two years since the start of the pandemic, and my question to you is, how has really the COVID-9 situation uh, affected cybersecurity risk? And I'm sure this could be a a two-hour long answer.
1: Mm-hmm. So, it's it's a good question. Imagine that up until now, you used to go to the office, you had your infrastructure around you, you had your security around you, you, f- you felt confident. Today, um, CISO's Chief Information Security Officers are a bit, uh, let's say they're not sleeping well at night. Why? Uh, because they understand that most of the um, employees connect from home. The problem is you have nothing to secure yourself at home other than a VPN connection. And most of the infrastructure at your, at your house is either a simple modem, um, no, no firewalls, no true security on your endpoints, and, and, and everything is very exposed. So the comfort that you had in your infrastructure at back at, at the office uh, has literally um, smashed and, and you have nothing at home. So um, it's very, very concerning.
0: I would agree with you. You know, in, in my personal experience, um, I believe this remote work environment has allowed more executives to appreciate cybersecurity risk Uh, than perhaps um, um, some of the largest breaches that we've experienced to date. Mm,
1: Definitely. So very quickly, imagine that, you know, you have kids, Playstations, uh, TVs, smart TVs, everything is interconnected to the net and it's a matter of time until you're infected or you're infecting your entire network. And then somehow it may leak back to the office.
0: Sure. Sure. So, you know, when we were talking earlier before the podcast actually started, you made a very interesting comment, and I, I, I'd love to kind of get your your thoughts upon it. Is you know, with respect to firms looking at assessments, uh, perhaps they're looking at assessments wrong. Yes. Can you explain what they're looking at wrong, and perhaps what they should be looking at?
1: Yeah. So, um, as as mentioned, the 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 way that um, regulations um, make you assess your infrastructure or your assets, applications, whatnot, uh, is mostly from the inside out. Do you have this? Do you have that in place in terms of security? Do you have process? Do you have pol- policies? But it's always from the inside out. And and, and and we get comfortable looking at it from that perspective. The issue is that you don't really look at it from the other side. The, the most important thing is that are my walls as strong as I think from the outside, and not from the inside? And 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 this is something that a lot of CISOs are lacking. I've met many many CISOs uh, uh, from government entities, um, you know, personal, uh, um, public companies, and, and so on, and they keep on looking from the inside out. And I think that it's it's time to change the, the perspective, and don't don't really be afraid of attacking your own infrastructure as much as possible. Collect all the all the tools and the services you need in order to attack fast. Then you will find the true holes and, and true security mechanisms that you need to put in place.
0: So um, given, given the products and services that you all offer, is it safe to say that your risk assessments are perhaps a bit unique versus what we've seen in the marketplace to date?
1: Yeah, so what we've done is, uh, and, and it's really because of COVID, I mean, uh, kudos to COVID. We, we understand that we have something very unique when it comes to our company. We have two main departments, the web analytics and the uh, cybersecurity um, department. And we what we did is we combined both departments in order to create this very unique um, strategic platform that basically collects information public information uh, from all three layers of the web, the deep, dark and public in order to find from the outside, from the hackers point of view, uh, security gaps exploited and really truly gives you give you the, um, the, the security gaps you have in your infrastructure on all of your assets. Which could be, by the way, a person, a phone number of someone, an email, um, an IP based um, system, anything
0: makes sense. So, you know, when I'm typically dealing with the CFO and we're going over their insurance renewal, you know, they'll say, Mark, you know, we've had four different vendors come in and they've proposed different packages, you know, the gold, the platinum and the, the diamond. Um, I only have so much capital to invest in cybersecurity. Where do you think the investment should be made or where would I get my biggest bang for the buck? Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, so definitely
1: need to invest internal systems because uh, the criminal could be either from the outside and of course from the inside. Everyone could have criminal intents when it comes to manipulating data, stealing data or whatnot. So I think that uh, uh, if it was my budget, I would definitely put in uh, an investment within detection and response internally. Mm -hmm. Then of course it could reflect from the outside in. So I can detect over the logs who's trying to attack me from the outside or manipulating the data. And of course, I will put in some uh, a, a very nice uh, hands of, a, a very nice budget from the outside in. So preparing the tools, the mechanisms and all the, um, um, let's say, interesting attack vectors from the outside in order to understand exactly where are my weaknesses. Sure, sure.
0: So Nadav, we've spoken about a tremendous amount of information from controls that they should have to what it's like, you know, kind of creating and founding a startup uh, over in Israel. Um, Mm -hmm. Before I let you go, um, how can our listeners reach you? Is it emails, is it LinkedIn, Twitter? What's the best way for them to contact you if they had questions, they wanted to perhaps engage you for your services, um, that kind of thing?
1: So the best and easiest way is, of course, to reach out from our uh, website. Uh, it's uh, rmore.com, r morecom uh, You can reach out anytime. I also have a LinkedIn, uh, which you can publish as well. Um, and then I'm here to for every question, for interesting conversations. Uh, you know, I don't sleep much, so <laughs> you can contact me anytime.
0: It is is there before I let you go? Is there anything that we should have discussed today uh, that I didn't get a chance to ask you?
1: Um, no, we, we covered a very interesting topic. I mean, there, it's it's endless when it comes to cybersecurity. Uh, there's endless topics. I think that we touched very interesting topics. Uh, I know that the US market, by the way, is very concerned of ransomware and and all the zero trust behind of, you know, the buzzwords and so on. There's a lot of things we can talk about, and it'll be interesting to have another session session with you.
0: Uh, looking forward to it. And You're always welcome back on the Chatting Cyber podcast, Nadav. Amazing, it was a pleasure.